0: Khalif Raymond from the 30. Flag is down. And Raymond has run out of bounds. Another flag comes in at the 32. There are six flags on the field. Thursday, April 21st, 2022. We're back. Episode 99. Is there any great 99s? Maybe mm-hmm. the greatest of all. Maybe the GOAT athlete of all time. Maybe that's what we should Aaron do for Donald. episode 100. Argue about the GOAT athlete. And no, it's not Aaron Donald, but you know. Mm. Yeah. For some, it would be. Yeah, Warren Sapp. He was pretty good. He is pretty good. Mm hmm. I, yeah. feel, I feel like we're not leaving anybody out. <laughs> no. no. How how anticlimactic would it be if episode 100, we just argued LeBron versus Jordan for like an hour? That would be pretty sick. I'd, yeah. I'm down for That'd that. Sign me up. I was super down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. I to... feel
1: like I'm on, you know, first take or undisputed. Yeah. which that's is basically yeah. what they do. Exactly. I mean, that's what this
0: podcast needs a little more of. <laughs> we little... haven't had one. Yeah. We haven't I...
1: had a whole like podcast where we just throw everything out the window and it's just... One question, and we go for an hour. Which? Goat. Goat. Well, you don't even need a goat. question. It's just a word. <laughs> I like it.
0: <laughs> the goat. Um. It's National High Five Day. It's episode 99. I know I already mentioned that, but high five to everybody. 99 down. Mm-hmm. We are playing without Adam today. I think he'll be back for 100. I think so. Should be. We'll, we'll see what happens. It might be a game time decision, but uh, let's let's hope. Fingers crossed. We still got Owen though, who's wearing a Raptor jersey. We're booted up after the uh, the MB dagger. We'll get into it in a
2: second. But how
0: you feeling over there?
2: Um, I felt worse. I felt worse. It's honestly, I feel okay. You know, I think this team's we're ahead of schedule, so I'm not too broken up about it. Honestly,
0: respect. I like it. And I, yeah. I Alex, I w- I would ask you how you are. But first I'll bring up the Raptors mm. because Raptors, you know, they, they're down 2-0 in this series. From an outsider's perspective, didn't show up to the first two games. This game, tight the whole way. They're ahead by 17 in the first half. Seems like it's their day. And then slowly but surely, Embiid chips away, chips away, chips away. And then end of regulation, misses one. overtime, seems like things are going to get, go maybe go the Raptor way, get a bounce, and then he hits the dagger shot. We, around this time last year, maybe a little further on, you know, the Oilers killed me a little bit. They, 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 they stuck against a the Jets. Bit. It was tough. Um, I think for you, this is the, the most down bad you've been like the Raiders loss. Like that was kind of like, you know, we lost to the, you know, AFC champs. Yeah, exactly. So. It wasn't so bad, but this feels worse. So how, how are you feeling? How, yeah. What went through your mind yeah. when you went
1: in? Yeah. Yeah. So... Like you said, ever since we started this pause, it's probably the toughest. Uh, you know, this is my Jordan, like, flu game where I'm just uh, it out bit. of a bit tough. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I almost feel, like, embarrassed, if I'm going to be honest. Mm. I feel a little embarrassed. Why is that? Game three at home, Toronto. <clears throat> Up 17, man. Up 17. We got Fred, Pascal. Home crowd's behind us. And, like you said, they chip away. They chip away. I don't know, our guys towards the end couldn't make shots. Pascal and and Fred having 12 points, dude, for the whole entire game is like, I want to vomit because now I'm back to the bubble where Pascal was f- horrible. And now there's going to be questions again if he isn't good. Um, I thought Fred would show up. He didn't either. And it's fine that OG and Trent played well. But like at the end of the day, like I need my star to show up. And they didn't show up, and Phillies did, which is I've been watching basketball way too long to know that when your star shows up, you have a great chance of winning the game. We saw that also. We'll get into it later. The Nets and and the Nets and um, Celtics game, same deal. I'm a, I'm I'm a bit embarrassed. Harden f- uh, fouled out with o- uh, before OT, right? Yeah. And and still nothing. So I'm a bit embarrassed and. Uh, and it's a dagger game three. I don't have much expectation for game four. So they're just the better team. I've come to see that. I, you know, I was, like I said, the series was 3-1 during the season. I thought, okay, you know, we could match up well with them. But credit to them. They're playing well. Doc with that crucial timeout. Good for him. That was a pretty smart move. And, uh, yeah, Embiid killed us with that three. So, yeah, it's tough. What I give you respect
0: for is you live and die with the Raptors. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I kind of agree with what Owen was saying. Like, this isn't a a do or die season, you know? You got some pieces, you're building towards the future. Scotty Barnes is hurt. But what I respect about Alex is he's like, no we can still win this like i predicted raps in seven like it's still possible so to lay your heart on the line like that when you're relying on malachi flynn in the fourth quarter is uh big respect big respect oh and you're probably handling things a little better because i think i i think you have a little clearer vision towards the future with your raptor fandom and and, i mean if we're being honest you're not really a raptor fan but you're a poser so how do you feel yeah yeah yeah
2: yeah hand up like i I watch the Raptors like when they're on, yeah, uh, and I'll watch the playoff games. <laughs> but I mean, I almost switched to the Jays game uh, at the start, so. <laughs> but no, I did watch a, the game. Um, toss up, been one or the other. Yeah, Jays was, was a Toss up. Shout out to the Jays too. Big big win today, but um, <laughs> no, I like in my eyes they played a, like a, a a really weird game because like Alex was saying, Pascal didn't really play well. And um, Fred Van Vliet didn't really play well, but at the same time, the game was close for like for the entire game essentially. And we Embiid still scored thirty three points, which I mean, throughout the series, like it was. It's it's been interesting to see how they have played Embiid because I think that's kind of Nick Nurse's thing is just take out Embiid. And like there are a few times, it, like I remember in the I think it was overtime of this game, or it might have been the fourth quarter, where and the, I think Maxi had the ball on the wing. And he passed it to Embiid. And the whoever was defending Maxi just like left him to go to Embiid and double him, even though he was literally one pass away on the wing. So it's like a really interesting defensive scheme. He's still at 33 and we were still in the game. So I mean, you know, we had a shot, but I think the upshot is like this team is ahead of schedule. I think Scotty Barnes obviously was hurt. Um, and he's still young. So I think we're just getting better. And I'm really not too broken up about it because we're gonna be back here for years to come. I just thought the tough
1: thing too was that. You know, in games one and two, we could point to the free throw disparity as well, and be like, okay, like uh-huh. if they at least call an even game, like we might have a chance. And I thought today was more than even, and I think even some calls were going our way more than more than Phillies. And uh, and you know you still lose. So, and and I like I also don't agree with <clears throat> Nick Nurse's defensive schemes here. Like I get trying to double and beat, but even that's kind of not working because. Philly will gladly kick out the ball. They have way too many sharpshooters, yeah. um, and in game one we saw that Embiid only had 19 points, but like he was kicking it out to Harris. Harris was playing unbelievable, yeah. and Maxi. So um, they're they're happy to do that. But like what's also been pissing me off is that they'll double like Harden. What like?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: What this isn't MVP Harden. I don't know why we're doubling Harden, and then we're like, okay, well we'll take our chances with Maxi in the corner he's been killing us all series so like interesting interesting defensive schemes and uh like i said at the end of the day when your star players don't show up i mean i think it goes for any sport when your star players don't show up you don't really have a chance to win so it is what it is
2: yeah and the other thing i was just gonna say um as far as the defensive scheme i mean it works really well when your best player is like a a wing or a guard. But when it's Embiid, like the issue is the Raptors don't have a center. Like you're gonna put Ken Birch on them, or you're gonna put Yuto Watanabe. Like that's <laughs> yeah. one of the hopefully I think going forward they can get a get like a real center at some point because I think that's one of the biggest mm. weaknesses they have. But I think it's kind of just like I don't know, like the sum of the parts is gonna be what like he's trying to just make up for it with substitution, like get enough like really switchable, really good wing players on Embiid to make up for like not having a center. Oh, and you say I think that's like, like the idea.
1: Are you going to say what, what I think you're going to
2: say? Yeah, I, I am. Not what I was,
0: are you gonna say? Uh, Owen, uh, you say they need a big guy. I, I, they traded their first round pick for Thaddeus Young. Yeah, we went 20 spots down right. for that. How does that
1: sound? <laughs>
2: yeah. you think that was Maybe a, give him some more minutes then. Maybe like, a mistake. <laughs> maybe. Oh, what
1: say. a trade. That too is abysmal. Yeah,
0: I I called it. I told you he couldn't get off the Spurs bench and you guys were like, like,
1: do you need two first to get this done? I was I was watching the Suns game yesterday, dude. And I was just like drooling at the fact that like the Suns have JaVale McGee. I was like, I would (laughs) give an arm and a leg for JaVale McGee right now because I'm like, wow. This is what having a center looks like, and it looks great. That's and I think they're just asking. Achua has actually played really good this series. I've oh actually yeah. been super impressed with him. I think they're asking a little too much of him. He's not really a center, dude. He's more of a power forward, and he's like 20 years old, and you're asking him to guard Embiid. So <laughs> super unfair. Like you said, Birch gets bodied every – he can't last more than three minutes. I think it's so silly. They'll, they'll, they'll put Birch as the starter. And he'll be out in three minutes. He can't, he can't bang with Embiid for – Ninety seconds, bro. It's embarrassing. So I think th- this year the the idea to you know go long and all that. I don't hate it, but to completely dismiss having a center at all was. Uh, I think they they overshot that a little. I think you know they underestimated the, how important it is to have a center in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, yes. you guys made some tactical mistakes this year. I thought for the most part throughout the season, watching from afar, that you needed another ball handler. That was sort of what I always thought when I turned your games on. And I understand it's not totally your fault because Goran Dragic decided in mid-November he just wanted to live in Miami. Like you, you, It's not really your fault. I understand that. But you did have some holes. You kind of knew you. You went on this run towards the end of the season, to your credit, that I don't think a lot of you saw coming. You won that eight or nine in a row, sort of mid mid-February after the All-Star break, you vaulted up into the five, you were in the play-in before that. So, I don't know. I wouldn't be too worried if I were you, but it just, is tough.
1: Just sorry, last thing. Like, hey, let it out, it's like, Okay. Again to the Thad Young trade, dude. We need we need a center and we need a secondary guard and we go out and get Thad Young. What the hell? Like, I don't know, maybe I think Phil's right. I think maybe I was just too ambitious this year and I thought, you know, I saw something in this team where I was like, okay, like, you know, we could win a round, maybe two. I guess they they didn't think that cuz I don't know why they got Thad Young if I'm going to be honest but they just didn't want to get a center or a secondary ball handler. So going into the offseason that's something we need. Yeah, you got a little bit of space, don't you? You got some room to I think so. Like I think you know I should be it for Flynn and you yeah. know those guys Yeah So let's get a vet in there
0: Malachi Flynn's Fair very man interesting Manly
1: playing 45 minutes every game On a f- You know February Wednesday night Is not great So That was a heat strategy He doesn't look like he can jump anymore Yeah no Like he... his shot looks like so bad
0: You you have, you have did have kind of an interesting strategy this season Of just grinding like 8 man lineups Like all of December it, That I was know. a little It was strange. playoffs
1: for us from like December on Like it was an 8 man rotation It was sad <laughs> So
0: <laughs> well, that does it for the Raptors. Yeah, I let's will move say, on. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't think. Okay, I want to say this. No, yeah, Embiid yeah. after Game Two, he says that he says to Nick Nurse, "You know, stop complaining about the calls." In so many words, right? I think there was like some animosity I saw at least from Raptor fans. I'm not a Raptor fan. I don't pretend to be that dialed in because, in all honesty, they kind of annoy me. But anyway. There was some animosity towards the towards Embiid from the Raptor fans yep. I feel like what he did today Was kind of in a way like a Lebronto reminder That like, I'm just better than everybody on your team So mm. you can complain about me all you want mm. But I'll hit the biggest shot of the game And I'll score 33 points And I'll be the reason we win And then that's the type of confidence that makes you like That, that puts you in the Lebronto hole in the first place So you worry that that's happening again Because he's not going anywhere
1: He's going to be on the Sixers for the next 10 years Yeah yeah, that is. I haven't thought about that, if I'm gonna be honest. But I've seen that more often than not. When the fans are giving the other guy like crap, it most of the time it just fires up the other guy, and you're making him, yeah. you know, get hot. So unless it's James Harden, really. So, mm. but no one's no one's like, getting at James Harden. So, like they were getting at Embiid, and and that's that's another reason why I was so embarrassed. Is like you know, it, it was it was I thought it was a little disrespectful. You know how he was, he was talking about our coach in a uh, post game too. You know, I was like, all right, like we can't let him come to our home turf and, and kick our ass, which he absolutely did. And he was ready for it. As soon as the buzzer ended, he went to center core, gave the wave. We, yeah, uh, poor. The devastating thing about Embiid is he's a very good troll. And if you lose to him, like he'll let you know. Mm. Like, you know, Yo, it's make... worse than LeBron. LeBron doesn't like rub it in your face, I feel like. Embiid will. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: Embiid will make an enemy out of you. Like when he posted the dead meme about Ben Simmons, like he's just, he's kind of a merchant for the memes. So I got a bad feeling if this goes forward that he might do something. But anyway. I'm glad that we got to wall in in some raptor pain for a bit there. I'm not like a, like a sadist like like loving pain, but it's
1: just uh it makes for an interesting show. We have so. him crying after game 7, so. There you it's go. It's okay, we still got True. some stuff there. on him. It's okay. That's right. There you go. And on a positive note, yeah, 2019 like NBA oh. champs. Mm. Let's go. <laughs> but if the Warriors didn't get hurt in my head. Anyway,
0: anyway, um <laughs> the game before that was the Celtics Nets game too, which I'm sure most shows will be talking about first today great basketball game again a very puzzling basketball game this series to me it feels like it's two of the best four maybe five teams in the league and it's it's a round three series in round one it makes it very uh appointment tv style viewing you need to know when the game's on you need to watch the games it's Mm -hmm. very exciting stuff the game tonight very very puzzling basketball game out of the four stars in the series, which I'm being ambitious by calling Jalen Brown a star, but he was the only one who turned up today. Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and Jason Tatum, all not their finest game. And yet, somehow, Jalen Brown makes the difference. To me, that's what it felt like. He got 10 points in the fourth quarter in quick order. The Celtics did a great job hanging around down 17. Are you willing to write off Brooklyn? What do you What do you think of so far of this series? Is it... I, I, is it possible to you that the Celtics could roll this in five, maybe? Oh. Owen, you want to take that one?
2: Yeah, I mean, I could see it in five. I would guess it probably goes six just based on how close these games are. But to me, this is just, it's a, a, like a defensive mismatch here. Like the Celtics are so dominant defensively and they're so dialed in and cohesive. It's, um, you know, I was kind of thinking maybe Brooklyn would figure some of it out by game two, but they just haven't. If anything, they progressed a little bit because Kyrie was worse this game. And Durant was almost just as bad, even though he did get to the line quite a bit. Like, this team is just, it's built to play defense. The Celtics team is, and they're so aggressive on everything they do. They, they're, every time Durant is involved in a pick and roll, they're either like hard hedging or just straight doubling him. And every time they double him, it's like they're swiping at the ball. They're right up in his grill. They're, you know, they're in his jersey, basically. So it's really... To me, it's just like Steve Nash and and the Nets and the Nets need to figure out a way to like to like work with this defense because it's been it's like stumped them so far. And I, I, as I, as long as that keeps like it, as long as that doesn't change, I think this will be a quick series.
0: I think uh, Steve Nash for it's a stretch. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah. I mean. I, I think he's, like, deciding what Uber eats he wants on the bench. It, it's, a, it's a pretty spectacular stuff, this series from him. He's getting <laughs> meme to death on Twitter. To an extent, I don't, you know, Canadian legend. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be too hard on the guy. But, oh, yeah. boy. I mean, it really <laughs> does not seem like he does anything at all. Mm-hmm. And I was saying to Alex in the fourth quarter, because you were saying, you know, you have KD and you have Kyrie. A lot of your offense is going to be isolation. But to me, like, the roof is falling in on your chances in this series and he didn't change anything he was like uh eh, what it is what it is they scored four points in 10 minutes of game time and he just sort of sat there with clapping his hands the entire time maybe the odd shocked face after a foul that was really the only things we saw of him it was such a strange game and that the celtics clearly make adjustments and like you said it is a defensive mismatch They're so much better defensively but at the same time, the Celtics go down 17 and they're in the locker room down 10 at halftime and they make adjustments and they come out and they play chippier. And it's the Nets like reverted into their shell or just played the same way in the first half. I feel like there's not adjustments there. It just kind of feels like a coaching is going to make the difference here, even though they have KD and Kyrie. It's kind of amazing to watch.
1: Yeah, it feels like Udoka is just out-coaching the heck out of Nash, too. Yeah. Um, and... <clears throat> I don't know what's going on with KD, man. He, he, he doesn't look good that, uh, that jumper keeps coming up short. Kyrie didn't have a good game and yeah, it just, just does kind of look like Nash is waiting for them to just, he's like, I right, I'm just waiting on you guys to, to start. Cause he's like, I don't know what I'm, what I can do. Um, so yeah, it's, it's odd. They don't really make any adjustments. It's really just, Hey, can Kyrie and KD get hot? Um, and if not, we we're not very good. And they scored four points in, in the, in the 10 minutes. And, um, And I think the big difference was, yeah, Tatum didn't have a great game, but he still made two incredible shots when it mattered. Like, that dagger three was nasty. And I don't care what you shoot before the game. Like, we'll we'll, we'll fix that later. But if you can make a shot in the last two minutes that's going to elevate us and make us win the game, that's all I need from you. That's a superstar knack, too. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a real strong tendency to have if you're one of the
0: best players. I'm sh- I mean, Durant, everybody has. Durant has it. Kyrie has it. Those type of special players where it's like, you know what? I'm not having the greatest game, but I'm still going to make the two biggest shots I need to make today. I'm gonna. I'm gonna at least make those, and I'm. I know how to not go into my shell. I, I think in the second half, I have the numbers here. Kyrie was four of thirteen on the game. KD was four of seventeen. The in combined in the second half, they were one for seventeen each of them what do you credit that to mostly on you think Celtics defense, like you were saying, or is there anything else? Because you watch Duran and it certainly seems like he's not elevating. Like he usually does. He looks kind of passive. He doesn't, you know, run to the spot as quickly as he does in previous years. Or at least we've seen him. I mean, years and years of watching him, you think that's credit to the Celtics defense, or is there anything else you would point to?
2: Yeah, I would primarily, I would credit the Celtics defense, but I think also you have to like, some of this is just like playing in Boston in a play in a, playoff series is seems like a difficult thing to do. Like I mean, yeah. KD's played in the West his whole career and there's obviously tough arenas there, but the garden is just, it's a different world there. And the atmosphere is crazy. So I mean that's why I anticipate that, you know, Brooklyn will probably win a game or two once they go back to Brooklyn, even though I mean one of the weaker home courts and the NBA. Yeah, they'll have a nice, quiet, you know, yeah. relaxed it'll like time. A, it'll be like the Masters. Yeah. In there. Uh-huh. yeah. You, yeah. you don't so like the Brooklyn
0: shots. chance that they do? That doesn't get you going?
2: <laughs> that doesn't get in your head? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But, yeah, the reason I say that is because, obviously, the defense is really good, like I was saying. But, I mean, KD and Kyrie still had shots that I think normally they make. Um, like, Kyrie got to the, the rim a couple times and just sold on a couple, uh, you know, layups. And then, I mean... KD, you expect him to hit a lot of those mid-range jumpers mm-hmm. he takes. So, I anticipate those shots to hit to eventually find the bottom, especially when they're not playing in the garden.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was kind of going to say the same thing. I do want to credit the Celtics' defense, but it's not defense that I've like never seen before. Or KD's never seen in his career where you're like, "Whoa!" whoa like, how is KD going to overcome this? It's it's still shots that I've seen him hit his whole career. It's just he's coming up yeah. short. So um it, it it's definitely uh it's definitely difficult and then the the Simmons part that's just weird to me I feel like that's I don't even I feel like him just coming back for game four if they're down three oh I feel like that's just gonna cause more of a disaster because it's gonna be like with all this pressure on you dude like Tatum needs to score zero <laughs> points like you need to have like a double double I don't know I feel like it could be a disaster yeah but also him being like no rush like I'm here game four, guys. Yeah, chill. (laughs) Chill. Like, the cavalry's on the way. Guys, pressure's off. I'm coming back in game
0: four. Don't worry. (laughs) The the (laughs) big... (laughs) <laughs> There's a couple of discrepancies in this series. The last 11 Kevin Durant games, they've the Nets have been grinding so hard to the finish line here because they were up against it to get into that top half of the play-in tournament and the whole nine. But their last 11 KDs played 42-41, 42-41, 41-42, 37-42, 45-39, 42. Wow. So... I think he's getting the tired legs. Yeah, exactly. That's,
1: Feb- that's February form. Yeah, and that's, that's Nick Nurse calls that December. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. <laughs> and dude, they're having two days off in between games. I mean, like, holy crap! He had two days off in game two. He still looks tired. I mean, I know they have another two days off because they don't play till uh, Saturday. Right. Yeah. So but I mean, when the if if the series even moves on to to game fives and six, I think those are all, you know, one day breaks. So it's going to look even harder.
0: Yeah. And I, the two the thing Simmons will make a difference in is to me, the main difference when you watch the five out there for each side is the size difference. Boston has guys who are bigger. They have Brown, they have Tatum, they have Horford, they use Williams, they use Tice. Those guys all have size. White even has some length. And Brooklyn, a lot of their team is guards. Even they ask a lot of Brown, and Brown's only 6'4". They yeah. use a lot of Curry. They use a lot of Dragic. They mm-hmm. use a lot of Mills. They don't yeah. have the height. So Simmons is going to make an impact in that department. But at the same time, the Net, that's because the Nets don't have depth. They haven't had depth the entire season. That's why KD has to play those minutes. And then the Celtics today... Peyton Pritchard, did he even play in game one? And he comes on in game two and he scores 10 points in the fourth quarter because the Celtics have a better bench. I think Very deep. Yeah, there's a reason one team's a two and one team's a seven, even if these games are really close and it's kind of showing in the margins. So going to be an exciting game three and quite a series we got there. Huge Tuesday night for Brandon Ingram, who had a spectacular 37-point nearly triple-double. I think he was just an assist short. The interesting part of this is Devin Booker is now games three and four. I still think, even though New Orleans is a very they're easy to cheer for. They're mm-hmm. chippy. They have guys who are likable. They they hang around these games. Even game one, they were hanging around. In great there. name pelicans yeah the pels yeah. and they got a really good cheerleader with a big necklace around his uh, uh yeah <laughs> yeah uh-huh. on the bench every a big game baby yeah <laughs> he's got the one earring in the, <laughs> the giant zion chain I don't
1: know. it could be anybody he really. seems he does not seem stressed at all like, oh, the stress yeah. levels are zero because every time the camera pans he's like laughing oh it's he's a win, having win. great time yeah, uh, yeah. he's like yeah. guys
0: like this is this is fantastic yeah i i'm not playing i'm not, I'm not i can playing. eat whatever i want yeah like uh-huh they don't want me to come back, so like I'm off the clock, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm having gumbo at eight. Like, <laughs> like whatever happens right now, I'm good. Um. <laughs> No, I think the interesting part is, though, you equate this to the whole playoffs. We talked, obviously, at length about Maxi, Poole, Edwards. These guys, Ingram sort of joins that category. We know more about Ingram and Edwards than we do about Maxi and Poole. Obviously, they're high mm-hmm. draft picks. But these are guys, what feels like to me in this playoffs, and we've sort of talked about this before, is you get guys who you don't really aren't that familiar with before, and they're making a name for themselves on the big stage. Even, like, I don't know, even guys like Tatum, like Morant, Doncic, these are guys like haven't really proven themselves to be anything more than like regular season they're making themselves more known to the casual fan you get less lebron does that make it more interesting to you that there's more of these guys and there's less of the established guys that are going to be moving on or do you like more of the established guys i think i think we'll get different answers on this one to be
1: honest i think I think we need some of the years where we don't have some of the established guys to figure out which of the non-established guys will become established guys, if you, mm. if you know what I mean. like mm. uh, Ingram's only played a couple playoff games, so although he's played great, I still do need to wait and see him play a game seven, sh- game on the line, is he taking the shot, is he making the shot, is he making a difference? Um, same with Maxi and Poole, you know, Poole's been playing great, but I'm hearing stuff about you know the Warriors giving him a max—that is pretty crazy. Like it's been—I think he's played—he's played. Let's be honest, like thirty to forty games that have been good, but he still has another year. No need to give him a max. Um, but but I think it does make it interesting, just because you know it, it, it's something new, it's something fresh, and it's good to see Ingram. Who, who, he's been in the in the league for a while now. You know he's not Max or Edwards, right? He's been in the league for four or five years, I'd say. So it's good. Oh, a good time. Too to excited. It's good to it's good to see him um, unlocking that potential, kind of that KD potential. There There we go, (laughs) I
0: finished it. He's thinking about the Raptors again. He's getting a little choked up. Um, What do
2: you what do you think, Owen? I love seeing the new guys. I love it. I think like to me, this is one of the better playoffs I can remember watching in my you know life as an NBA fan because it seems like every game there's enough stars on each team that you know, every game is interesting and every game you feel like both teams have a good shot to win. Like there have been years past where it's just almost like a formality, just a a cakewalk for two teams to the finals. Um, I know thinking of the Warriors and the, and the Cavs, the
0: one year, the Cavs went 12 and one in the East and the Warriors went 12 and 0 in the West. You (laughs) didn't like that one. (laughs) No, I didn't
2: love it. Don't even remember a lot of it, uh, hand up, (laughs) but, um, no, dude, I think it's, I think it's great because yeah, just for the the like entertainment value. I think it's nice to see games where you honestly feel like both sides can win, and where there's stars um, on both teams that you feel like are entertaining. So I think for just from a purely entertainment standpoint, this is some of the best basketball I've seen.
0: Yeah, it sort of has a tournament feel to it a little bit with how good yes. these teams are. There's so much talent on both sides. So I I'm a little more of a traditionalist. I like you know a little. To me, I, I'm not complaining about this playoffs at all. But I do like when the careers are a little deeper and the story's a little we're we're r- r- deeper into more the rich. story than just on the introduction. Like the stakes here. are higher and yeah, yeah. uh huh. It's well, a little that- more legacy at play exactly. here. That's that's what I right. tend to enjoy. But I I do I have enjoyed these playoffs greatly. So I'm not complaining at all. That's that's what I'll say. We'll keep it moving. I think. We have talking a lot about the Utah Jazz, but I do want to talk about the Utah Jazz one more time because of the Mavericks result on Monday. Now, the Mavericks hit 17 uncontested threes in that game. That was the most in a playoff game in the last 10 years. And it seems like there's a pattern here. Jalen Brunson, 41 points, career high. Maxi Kleber, 21 points, or 25 points. I'm sure it was a playoff high for him. Uh, Last year, the Terrence Mann game. The year before, there was a career high set against the Jazz in the playoffs. It seems like there's a recipe to beat these guys. But what I have seen people saying, and what I agree with, is that this isn't actually Gobert's fault at all. These other people need to pick up the slack. They ask him to play defense for everybody on the floor, and it's like Donovan Mitchell doesn't play any defense it, it just doesn't play any at all. The best defender they have on the perimeter is Royce O'Neal. And I, if I'm Gobert, I understand he's an easy target, you know, he gets bullied on this show. I'll be the first one to say it. I love a good go bear joke. You, know? you didn't
1: like that little pivot he did where the, you know, the ball went oh, off he, his leg? He, he didn't like the post-up? Yeah. The post-up. <laughs>
0: that was going viral on Twitter. Yeah, that was a great move. I think you know my grandpa would have pulled that one off as well. Um, but I understand if I'm him, I'm looking around like, come on, guys, you're asking me to do literally everything here. You just dr- get dribbled around. I have to come help off my guy, and then they just kick it out. I understand where he's coming from but more of what I wanted to talk about in this is I've seen some fraudulent teams in my life like some real regular season merchants I think I, I wrote down a couple the 15-16 Hawks are definitely in that, in that category. Yes. Or, yeah, When they were winning say. 60 games a year. Yeah. And, then, and then they would play Mills the
2: Cavs. Horford. Yeah. yeah
1: Damari Carroll mm-hmm. and get absolutely yeah. slapped. Right. I, I love the ESPN graphic where they're like, Atlanta hasn't been in the NBA Finals since 1949. I'm like, that won't change. Yeah. Like, <laughs>
0: uh, those were classics. I think Unfortunately for you, Alex, the DeRozan Raptors fall no, yeah. into this category 100%, for sure. 100%. That's a sadder one, but it. No, it, no, nothing sad about it. I mean, when you have
1: Damari Carroll and Damar and DeRozan, you know, shooting what he shot yesterday, Scola. 6 for 25. Yeah, Skola. JV, Skola. Bionbo. Uh, I'm, I'm relying on CJ Miles, three point specialist, goes 1 for 13 in a game. There's nothing to be sad about. CJ Miles is a callback. Dwayne Casey. Oh, Dude, nothing to be sad about. No I, apologies. I struck a nerve. I didn't, I didn't expect that to happen. And then lastly in this
0: category is the Trailblazers of uh, every year since. I, I can't even mm-hmm. dig back how long. But my point being, the Jazz belong in this category yeah. to me. Absolutely. They might headline it. Owen, you want to go there?
2: Yeah, I have something. So I don't think this is like an, uh, like I go- – I don't think it's Gobert's fault, but it is a Gobert problem as far as their defense because – the like the book on, on them has been out for like years where this guy's not switched he's like i want to give him his flowers he's a great defender but he's not switchable so he plays drop coverage that's what he does that's what he's done his whole career so you the, the book is out like if you want to score on the jazz mm-hmm. you put him in a pick and roll and then you you know put, involve the you know he's ball handler and then a shooter you pass the shooter and then it's going to be open like nine times out of ten so what this issue is to me is like if you're the jazz and you know like you're not gonna be like Gobert's not gonna just like work out really hard like get you know with Simmons trainer in the off season and then turn it into some sort of like beast on the perimeter that's not gonna happen so you need to surround him with defensive pieces that's that's on the ownership to me that's not on gobert yeah because you know what you're getting with Gobert you know what he is
0: yeah and that that's sort of what I'm saying like it, it, a couple of things. Imagine him with actual defenders around him. Like if he had like Miles Bridges or Marcus Smart or whoever. Oh, yes. It's like that is actually just, scary. Yeah. The Jazz have relied on him for years to do everything. So I, if I'm him, I'm like, what do you... They got... Picked apart piece by piece by Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris last playoffs, and they went into the off season yep. and said, "What we're missing is Rudy Gay." That yeah, that is their whole. <laughs> that's what everything side. you need to know about the Jazz
1: and Whiteside. <laughs> thank you. So yeah, that really yeah, I've I I've the same problems as you guys have highlighted. Gobert's a Gobert is a great defender, but like Owen said, he should not be up at the at the three point line trying to switch. That's that's just not what. He does. That's not his job. And if they did have perimeter defenders, he wouldn't need to do that at all. And that would be yes. actually really interesting to watch. Like you said, if they had a Marcus Smart. And I'm not saying it's easy to find a Marcus Smart, but they're surely better defenders than Royce <laughs> O'Neal. And 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 after then they're thinking twice because you got Gobert just manning down in in the middle and, and the and and the off, and the offensive guys are thinking twice if they're coming down so it, it would be way harder Um, and my other issue too is dude like I don't think they've ever made a win now move the Mike Conley thing yes. man yes he I, scored zero points he on scored, Monday I, and, and literally that <laughs> literally he scored, zero he scored literally zero and the sad part is I don't think that was the first time I think he scored zero <laughs> points last year uh, as well in the playoffs <laughs> Mike Conley, we all knew he was well past his prime, and I think the jazz people just blew it up as if they got Steph Curry, as if they got Damian <laughs> Lillard. And and you go, you get embarrassed by the Clippers. They have Reggie Jackson and then they got cooked by Trey Mann, and you go and get um Um what's what's Rudy, it, Rudy Gay. Gay. And I like Rudy Gay for the record. Thank He's a you. fine go depth Spurs piece. Go. He's yeah. a fine depth piece. But man, they've never made a win now move, and it's really the same issue as as with the Blazers. I don't know, like these yeah. teams keep thinking that the, they just keep, it's it's repetitive and it's redundant that you, you won't change anything. You just keep trying to do the same thing. That's what the Raptors did. Same thing and it never worked. Look at Portland. Yeah, Tried the same thing with McCollum and Lillard. It never worked. And here we go with Utah again. We're seeing the same book. Gobert and Mitchell, nothing's changed. And I don't know why people are shocked. I'm not. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're maybe their best perimeter defender was Joe Ingles and they traded him. And I know it was he wasn't going to play anyways, but you know, you you want to replace defense with defense, I would imagine. Yeah. But that's not what they did, and that's never what they do. And like I saw a clip on Twitter from the game where um they ran a pick and I think it was off a of pick and roll and then I don't remember it might have been Brunson or somebody was in the corner and then um you know gobert dropped to the circle to play defense right to try and protect the rim and then it was i think bogdanovich who was supposed to run out on the shooter and he just like didn't close out and so gobert was like he was like pissed off like he like stomped he did his little like frenchman stomp
1: yeah i saw <laughs> yeah. that yeah he,
2: he was like upset which uh, to me it's like i used to blame gobert but at this point i don't blame him mm-hmm. i think it's front office and then if the guys around him have to understand like you got this guy who's he's not going to, he's just not going to be able to play good perimeter defense. So you need to pick up the slack because he's going to, he helps you in so many other ways. Yeah. That's just what it is. I, yeah, I agree. I,
1: I don't think it's, yeah, exactly. I don't think it's fair for a, a guy to get that much hate. And, and I know there's a lot of like smarter NBA people than me and they praise Gobert. So it's absolutely not yeah. fair for him to be getting like this much hate. And like you said, like Mitchell, no defense, like no accountability, right? Yeah. takes 35 shots a game and he's, he's like, Oh, that's it. I'm seeing Westbrook stuff out of him, man.
0: The streets are calling him the Mormon Monte Ellis. That's what the streets are calling (laughs) him. A couple of things. You said it was hard to find defenders like Marcus Smart. In a way, I agree, but the Pelicans also picked Herb Jones in the 40s, and Jose Alvarado was on the streets before they got him, and now they're shutting down Chris Paul. So uh,
1: that's one. Can I? Yeah, go for it. This is a great episode. I'm having fun. Go ahead. Marcus Smart. We forget 12 months ago was very available Extremely from what I feel available. like. Like, yeah. I felt like a first round pick could have gotten it done, maybe oh, two seconds. Dude. Like, a first and him <laughs> and, for somebody back, and like the they jazz, were trying to get rid of him. And the Jazz, and it's not like, oh, well, you know, we've had Gobert and Mitchell for a year. You already knew you had no perimeter defenders, man. Yeah. Like, come on, make the trade guy, like, empty the clip. Yeah. The, the second thing I want on that is, it. is, we'll move on after this,
0: is. Utah, I understand staying together is, it's in sports history and basketball history more so in the 80s than it is now because there's more player movement now. But to, in order to stay together and like believe in team chemistry and compactness, you actually have to win something first. And the Jazz, like, what did they ever do? Like, they, like, literally. Proceed, like, first team in the West. Yeah. They year. beat Paul George and Russell Westbrook in the playoffs once. So, congratulations. But, President's trophy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, staying together is a hockey thing. Maybe, maybe just, I don't know. Anyway. Quickly, I did, I, I, uh, we were talking about the regular season merchants. If I was harsh, I would have included the Lob City Clippers. If I was harsh. Yeah. But, but I'm not mm. harsh. I also would have included the Harden Rockets. But I feel like they had yes. more success. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think they can be in that category. <laughs> anyway. Maybe Oklahoma City, too. I don't know. But they went to the finals. They can't really. Yeah, there. no. I don't know. Anyway. More impressive stat. Jay Crowder dropped one, 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 and one one in the first game. That was the first time a starter's done that in NBA history. And Chris Finch, who won the game one as the coach of the Timberwolves, is now tied for second all time in franchise uh, record for playoff wins as a coach. So, which one's more impressive? One, 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 and one, or one win gets you second all time for franchise playoff wins?
2: Gotta be the one, 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 one. Like, yeah. I would love to see the stats on that. Like, how hard like how rare is it i mean obviously it's never been done but like how hard is it to do
0: i feel like you have to like you know? try to get one point yeah. at least that's
2: what i would think yeah, yeah. but he's a guy to get one. it hey yeah he's like a pretty good poster boy for the one 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 one. he is he's kind of a do-it-all we got type, the snell but, like, and then Swiss we got Army the knife. crowder yeah
1: oh, change his yeah. jersey number just so one. well on he... 11 let's get more ones yeah <laughs> now we're talking he's 99
0: so yeah. it kind of makes it boss man one 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 perfect Boss Matt nine (laughs) nine nine, shout out to Jay Crowder. Um, I think there was some interesting Demarcus Cousins stuff this week, but I don't know. We'll just save it. I guess I don't
1: really. He's just a stinker, man. That guy, like, it's always about himself, man. Like the Nuggets are like they're trying, and it's and it's sad. If I'm gonna be honest, like the Warriors are just killing the Nuggets, (laughs) and it's like the most depressing thing I've ever seen. And like Monte Morris is is working his ass off. Like, what the hell? It's literally not what the team needs. And I'm surprised that teams are honestly even signing to Marcus Cousins at this point because he was like worth it at one point because he was such a talented player and he could bring so much offensively. But now he's like literally not even worth it. Like, I'm just like, I'll just take Larry Sanders over him at this point. Like, seriously. <laughs> oh, jeez. Ale- Alexis Agensa. Like, <laughs> Alexis come on, man. Literally anybody else. <laughs> like, oh, that's God. a callback. Yeah, I. I De- deep that was in the way for that back. one yeah
0: i thought you i, I Jan vesely yeah yeah let's now, go now we're getting <laughs> in the time machine
2: uh you you with alex on that on um yeah i mean demarcus Cousins, is like didn't he foul i don't Was did he foul out of um or like get ejected from double tech but it wasn't
0: one? i think scott foster has it out for him in life so okay <laughs> Okay.
2: Okay. So I kind of was like there, but uh, yeah, I agree. It's uh, your team's trying to win a playoff series. I feel like, like if you're gonna like talk, like wait until you're eliminated, and then you can maybe whine about George Carl. Yeah. Like, the, like they're trying. do in the middle of the series.
1: Like they're trying to win a quarter. Like. Let them yeah. like, yeah. like, yeah. try and like, let them focus to win a quarter. Yeah. Like, let's get a lead. Yeah, the series, let's right? get like, a lead in a like, game, and then
0: start talking. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I think to, I love Boogie Cousins as a. I literally, when I was coming up, this guy was so good, and I actually yes. feel bad for him. I have a lot of sympathy in the interview he did this week, which was really good. If you have chance, uh, you have a chance go read it, it's by Mark Spears. And the big quote that was getting the attention was he said. Uh, if he could go back in time, the one thing he would have skipped or one thing he would have changed is he would have skipped his draft interview with Sacramento. And he said, quote, what did they do for me besides my calling my name on draft day? I did more for them than they did for me. Just being 100% honest. I had two owners. I had three GMs. I had seven coaches. Not I a think- terrible take. No, 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 I don't think it's a
2: terrible take. Yeah, yeah.
0: I agree. Oh, I, th- yeah. I, I think Demarcus Cousins' career goes a lot differently if twenty other teams drafted him. Honestly, I really believe even the yes. Magic. I think it goes way differently. So I understand where he's coming from because it's. I mean, he was never given a chance to succeed anywhere, and he had such bad injury luck that I just feel bad for the guy. But I also think. Like you guys said, there is a time and there is a place, and maybe yeah, <laughs> before game one of the playoffs is not the time. So, hey, yeah. Phil, I'm with
2: you. I have a, I, I do have a like a soft spot for him. Like he was to me, he was like Embiid before Embiid in a way. Yeah, like a shoot, like a athletic shooting dominant big man. And I remember, I was, I, I, I don't remember where I was. I was on vacation somewhere. I think with my family when he signed with the warriors and i remember watching it in the hotel room on ESPN and i thought like the world was going to end i thought like they were going to go like 82 and 0 dude i was like there's no way there's no way they're letting this happen no cap like, i was like you got to like veto this like do something
0: dude i was like adam silver has to like step in. i remember i, like, I david stern this i like, remember i got the tweet and i like ran and talked to my dad i was like <laughs> it's over. Like there's no point in even watching the sport anymore. Like they might yeah. win 82 games and it's, it's yeah. done. It's, it's literally raps, but I, yeah. I mean, watching him in the last couple of years has been, he has his flashes still where it's like, that's, that's the boogie cousins that I remember. He did one in Toronto this year. If you remember that when he was on Denver, but the majority of the time, it's just kind of sad. He has no lift in his legs. He, he, it's a very, very sad ending. He's only 31 years old. And he's just been on 10 days, 10 days, 10 days. So, and to go to your point about Embiid, he did say, quote, when I, when it comes to these modern day bigs we see today that we're praising today, I feel like I'm the godfather. They don't give me the credit. That's fine. I credit myself. I know what I've done in this game. I'm the first big get triple doubles. I'm the first big get shooting threes. I'm the first getting triple doubles when there was two bigs in the paint, when there was a power forward and a center, I've been doing this. So... I think you put a mic in front of Boogie Cousins, he'll say pretty much anything. They asked him if he, so if he thinks he should be in the Hall of Fame, and his response was, <laughs> Vladi Divac is in the Hall of Fame. Look at his stats and then look at mine. <laughs> wow.
1: So, <laughs> Going at my guy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he hates Sacramento Kings. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah,
0: anybody yeah. affiliated with the organization, he just hates. <laughs> he really does. And if you look at the stats, Vladi averaged 12, 8, and 3, and Boogie averaged 20, 12, uh, 20 10, and 3. So I understand where he's coming from. But
1: he also played 800 more games. So. I I wonder just on Sacramento. I wonder um, if if players like uh, that are draft eligible will just start to be like I'm. I don't want to get drafted by you. Like I'll they just should. take my chances any, somewhere else because I just feel like they've messed up too many careers, dude. I think I feel like happening. Bagley. I swear to God, he would have been better somewhere else. I know we laugh at Bagley yes. a lot, but like I think he's been playing way better on the Pistons and and some other pieces as well. Like they get rid of Halliburton and and even if you do play good, they'll still trade you for like a, a Demontis Sabonis, who's like a bo- barely an All Star. So what the hell, dude? He's a one time All Star. Pretty lit though.
0: Injury replacement. <laughs> no man, the Kings are such a. Disaster. I think that's been happening, though. I think you the think la- so. Some I- guys have I'm just sh- been declining. I'm sure in the last ten years it has happened with people. I just don't think it's that publicized. Mm. No. I think so, but. Imagine being Marvin Bagley. Seriously, you show up and like immediately from the minute you were drafted, people are like, "Why are you here?" Like it would just be miserable. Yeah, and, and it's the Kings on top of everything. It's not like you're miserable in like Los Angeles. You're miserable in Sacramento. I know. So, no, so. no offense. No offense. Uh, lastly, <laughs> for basketball, Jay Wright is retiring from Villanova. We're not much of a college basketball oh, show. This go. is definitely worth mentioning, though. This is uh he's 60 years old and what I respect the most about this is there's there's no retirement tour. He yes. retires in the middle of the Celtics Nets game on a random Tuesday. He's not even going to be the lead in the lead 5 stories tomorrow in most of the world except for in Pennsylvania. This guy's just all class. I've respected this guy for so long. He made a great program yes. out of Villanova. Absolutely terrific. And he's not going to go coach yeah. the Lakers or something so just stop. Respects. Yes.
2: No. I uh I wanted to, like, to me, in my opinion, he's probably the best. He was the best coach in college basketball, in my opinion. I don't think there was – I think it was, like, him, and then there was, like, a gap, and then there were some other guys. Like, I thought he was the best. And, I mean, he could have worked any job he wanted to. He could have stayed at Villanova until he keeled over on the bench and died. Mm -hmm. And uh, I respect him for not doing that and for, like, you know, leaving at a good time and uh, doing it the way he did. So I want to give him some flowers because I think he's a classy dude, like you said.
1: Yeah, one of the coldest walks ever, too. If we if we remember, I mean the 2018 oh, yeah. one, Bang! You win the national title, and he just walked. I saw a great tweet. He walked as if you know in those movies when they just blow up a building behind them, and then the person just like walking. <laughs> yes. and it's like all the smoke. Literally, what it was. So Jay Wright, one of my favorite um, college basketball coaches of all time, and I respect it a lot. Didn't make it about himself. Didn't drag it out for. He's only what? Sixty. How old is 60. he? Sixty. Sixty. That's super yeah. young. He. I mean, he could have coached another ten years and no one would have said anything. Um. So great job by him and. Uh, yeah, great class guy. Class yeah, guy. Very much respected by the show. I will say that much.
0: Going to talk some football. There's not a lot to talk about this week except for one thing which is Debo Samuel who asked for a trade from San Francisco this has sort of been bubbling under the surface for the last couple weeks if you were paying attention there was definitely rumblings about this now what was out there today was a bunch of stuff I'll run through the anecdotes quickly because they all kind of matter here they said that money's not going to make a difference to him he is just not wanting to play there they said they could offer him whatever amount he would decline it and he just wants to move on there wasn't much I don't know, much of a basis to go off or evidence to support this claim about things from his, uh, uh, his opinions, whatever it may be. But I think that's kind of intentional. He doesn't really want that out there. A couple more things. Apparently he wants more of a traditional receiver role. And doesn't like this running back receiver combination thing he thinks it puts too much of a strain on his body I don't know about the viability of that but that is the rumor out there and apparently the teams that are in on him think that he's not gonna be traded San Francisco is gonna hold him unless they get a crazy amount back that was the belief that San Francisco thinks he's too valuable and is not willing to do it Ian Rappaport said that watch out for the Jets watch out for the Chiefs watch out for the Packers and watch out for the Lions and there was also some Texans buzz in there as well. Which, if you're him and you you know you want to move on and hearing Jets, Texans, and Lions as three destinations for you, that's probably not the best day of your life. But re- I respect the move. To be honest, I can understand why you'd think that way.
2: Yeah, I think I, I I I agree with you, Phil. So there's a few reasons I agree with you. I think first of all, to me, Shanahan doesn't respect his players.
1: Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah.
2: I don't think he respects his players i don't think he cares about what they want i don't think he listens to them i think it's kind of like you know it's the shanahan show you do what i say you're gonna do and you're gonna like it or not you're gonna do it so i don't, I think that's probably rubbed a few people the wrong way i think i i was reading something um that they were just saying there's rumblings at the just the wide receiver room in general was unhappy so i don't know if that was just referring to debo but in my mind Ayuk's got to be looking like you know I I'm, would I'm'm I'm, I'm talented enough to be performing well but I don't get these touches I don't get looks so I'm sure he's not happy and then if you're Debo Samuel like you're catching passes from a guy who you don't even you don't even know who you're gonna be catching passes from it could be a guy with a noodle arm who you know none of us on the show really respect or like or it could be a rookie who hasn't played football in three years you know so to me it makes a lot of sense I hope he goes to the Jets and uh, he's paired up with a quarterback with an arm um, and they can be like, Jerry Rice and uh, Joe Montana.
1: I think that's a very fair expectation for Zach Wilson,
0: Joe Montana.
1: Yeah. I am like, I don't remember a lot, a lot, like being so in on a player. I'm so in the Debo camp and like people call him selfish, call him whatever you want. He's looking out for his future. A wide receiver yes. and running back uh, combination is. There's no way that lasts more than another year or two. Like he will just get injured. It is so bad and we've already he already had a an injury history at South Carolina. He already had injury a, a bit of some uh, injury history when he entered the league. It just it's too much. I just think it's too much and he's picking why is he picking wide receiver? Well, I think wide receiver is much more durable than a running back is. As we've seen running backs, look at Saquon Barkley, look at Todd Gurley. Those guys they go think- out Quick man, um, he's not built like Derrick Henry, right? So he's looking out for himself, he wants to get the bag 100% agree. Kyle Shanahan doesn't respect him, he doesn't respect Brandon I, doesn't respect Jimmy Garoppolo. There's, there's how like, how is it possible that I'm counting like five guys that he doesn't respect? Well, he he, he respects Juwan Jennings. Oh, so. well, there we go. I mean, I mean, seriously, he's treating he's treating Debo like Wayne Gallman, man. Like, what the hell? Like, he's he's one of the most impressive offensive players in the league. Way and gone. you're treating him just like, well, you know, I'll put you at running back. I'll put you at wide receiver. It was cool for a year or two. But I and I, those were thoughts that were going through my mind. I'm like, how, how durable can this really be? It's it's. I think it's too much. And let's go, Debo. I'm in the camp. Don't play a game, man. Wait it out. You'll get traded. Um, let's go, Debo. I, I'm su- I'm such a Debo guy, man. Come on. I am a
0: Debo guy too. Yeah, me too. Forgive me if I'm wrong. Was he not hobbled towards the end of the playoffs? Yeah. Do I remember that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and the thing is, everybody watched the playoffs last year. At least everybody on this show did. Was there a player who was more impressive singularly than him literally no one literally no one he was amazing and he was amazing down the whole back half of the season so if they lose him that's a huge deal they rely on him for pretty much everything last year so and I'm in on this guy too I I really respect this guy so if he and I like like the way he's going about this I'm not going to make my request I'm not going to give you the reasons behind my request Mm -hmm. you can speculate about it but you're not going to hear it from me I requested this
1: trade a week and a half ago you didn't hear about it until now I respect this guy. You don't have to be too smart too. to know why he requested the trade. I know a lot of people are saying, well, you know, he didn't provide details. I think, like like you said, super smart guy. He knows, like everyone knows why he's requesting a trade. And the fact that, uh, like this is also mind-blowing, the fact that Shanahan is so stubborn, so stubborn yes. that he's willing to lose a, 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 one of the top five wide receivers in the NFL – just because he doesn't want to play running back and you're fine to say, well, you know what? Then you don't have to play. Seriously? Just because he doesn't want to play running back? Like, you can't make that accommodation for him to be like, all right, fine. I won't play you at running back. You'll just play straight up wide receiver is unbelievable to me.
2: Uh, How funny. How how do you feel if you're like, you know, Trey Sermon or like Eli Mitchell where it's like... (laughs) or one of the eight running backs in the <laughs> roster where it's like we're so, gonna get like part ways with our with our wide receiver one because he won't play running back I, like, Brandon yeah. starts getting reps. Yeah. <laughs>
0: the only guy i know is okay with it is jeff wilson because they've had a hundred running backs and he's been there somehow every single every single one he's like yeah i'm in like they've filtered through 20 guys but he's been he's been the one solid him and matt yeah. burrito
2: on, an, on another note Out of all the wide receivers in the NFL, Wayne Gallman is probably like number three hundred on the people (laughs) I would list if I was just choosing a random name. Yeah, uh, that's that's why I let
1: you go first because I was trying to deep like reach (laughs) way back. So I gave you some time. (laughs) Alex had some bangers today. Hit Alexis Ajinsa and Wayne Gallman in the span of (laughs) ten
0: minutes. That was impressive. So well done to you. I hope he. I hope Debo personally, personally. Other than the Steelers, I would love to see him go for the Steelers. I would love love Debo on the Lions. That would be fire. So <laughs> I'm 100% in on that. Jared too, Goff I'd just okay air mailing them over his head. That would be great. <laughs> um, small small other things in the NFL this week again. Not very much to talk about. But new Panthers offensive coordinator Ben McAdoo is back. Formerly love coach it. of the Giants. If you've seen him, you you remember Ben McAdoo, right? On. Uh This week he did his first press conference back with the Panthers and he said, quote, uh, Sam Darnold's the starting quarterback. And uh, then he he later said, maybe five minutes after he said that, he said, one of the things I've been working on is being better at talking to the media. So announcing the starting quarterback here in April, I just put my foot in my mouth. That's something I shouldn't (laughs) have said. And then, so he's he's definitely getting better. And then he went on to say that uh, Sam Darnold has some magic in his game and he's a special player. So
1: fantastic. What could go wrong? I love him just trying to take it back, like (laughs) sixty seconds after, and admitting and being like, "My boss is gonna get mad at me." (laughs) Like, oops, Matt Rule is gonna be pissed. (laughs) Um, But I also love, I love the Panthers. Like, we're in. April. Uh the season doesn't start till September. They're acting like there's like a week left till the Super Bowl and we don't know who the starting quarterback is and it's like a catastrophe that he told us that Sam Darnold would be the starting quarterback. So, I think it's a little bit blown out of proportion but yeah, I think it's funny that he was trying to take it back. Or send. Hit, un, hit uh
0: unsend. Uh, unsend, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want anything on Sam Darnold? That's your boy.
2: No, no, no. I just think it's funny that like They've, they've been answering like the quarterback questions since like three months ago Dude, like every like press conference six. it's like yeah <laughs> it's like who's gonna start like sam donald just gotta be in there like just like watching it on his phone like am i like am i in this week <laughs> or like or no it's my moment he just has no idea
0: uh sam i'd like to get sam on the podcast i'd like mm-hmm. to chop it up with Me him too. just get his side of view on some things that'd be nice Um, weird week, lastly, for AJ Brown, who has also been in these rumors, but I don't understand what's going on with this guy. He tweeted out on Monday, I'm a diva and a bad teammate. All of a sudden, LOL, okay, do what you want then. And so will I. And then he took the word Tennessee out of his bio. And then he liked a tweet that said he doesn't want to play for the Jets. So (laughs) there's three in quick succession. But again, dude, Debo Samuel here. And just, if you want to leave... I would like to not hear about it by your Twitter bio and analyzing things that way. That's how I feel.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I'm not too too sure why. Why is he pissed exactly? About yeah, what? Um, you're the number one wide right receiver on a decent team. Yeah, mm-hmm. not too sure. Yeah, what and you're in an, an easy division. Yeah, so I don't know. I I don't know. I can't he, back him up as much as I can Debo. So
2: does he know? I'm assuming he just wants like a new contract. No, probably. Is that what it is?
0: But why are you taking okay. the word Tennessee out your bio?
2: Yeah. The bio stuff, we, like, it's just, at this point, I think we need to accept it. Anytime a player is negotiating a contract, they're going to remove, like, te- references to their team. So we don't need to, like, bleach a report. Like, ESPN. we can stop reporting on it. It's <laughs> getting annoying.
0: And mm-hmm. first of all, creepy. Why'd you notice? Like, what are yeah. you doing? I don't understand. It is a little yeah. odd
1: that they got an around the clock guy just refreshing the Twitter feed. Yeah. He's like, oh, this guy's in bios.
0: Like, let me screenshot what his bios look like every day. And yeah. I'll just compare. It's like <laughs> every single day, I'll come back and check. Interesting job that must be. I don't know. Cap or not, do we have anything? I personally don't. No. I don't. No, I don't. Yeah, it's one of those things, man. I swear. Sometimes you find something, sometimes you don't. And you don't want to Usually it's it. good
1: for the dog days, but since we've had so much to talk about. Yeah.
0: We're not, we're not, we don't have are not locked hat in
1: on. on. Yeah. We don't have our detective hat on. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. We're not going to the courthouse. We're not figuring out. Yeah. We're not. Exactly. So we'll do our usual stuff. Bows of the week. Genius of the week. What do you want? Who wants to go first? I'll go with mine
1: first. What do you oh, want? We'll to do? go with genius. Okay. All right. Um, my genius of the week: uh, some random Manchester United fan, actually. And you must be asking, well, how can you know man, anyone associated with Manchester United be a fan? Um, be a genius and a fan and a fan. <laughs> <laughs> Me. Uh, but I have to shout this out because this is pretty genius. Back in 2019, Harry Maguire was transferred to. Manchester United, for whatever, a record fee. I think it was like 80 mil. Sure. A bunch of... 80 pounds. 80 million pounds.
0: $80. $80.
1: (laughs) And he said, as soon as we did that, he said, trust me when I say this, we gave up Chris Smalling for nothing and brought in Harry Maguire. Chris Smalling is way better than Harry Maguire. And he's right. I think... Now, this is probably like a niche. Whoever listens to... Whoever watches soccer knows who Chris Smalling is. But Harry Maguire... Is like one of the worst players I've ever seen play the game of soccer. It is so bad. Give me another sports analogy here. Give, give me, a, <sighs> give, give me a football
0: example. Like, are we on some Eddie Lacy like, type territory like, here? Like,
1: like uh, he's got, he's got to be like Mike Glennon. Like when the Bears <laughs> gave him like, like three years, sixty mil. Like that's literally what it is. It is so bad. And thinking that he can like carry you or you know be the next guy. Like it's pretty bad. But shout out this guy because everyone was and in the video everyone's laughing. I'm like, no way. I've seen this video. Chris Smalling, uh, <laughs> all this, yeah. This guy's a genius for recognizing that. Because to be fair, in 2019, I don't think a lot of people were hating on Harry Maguire just yet. But yeah, it is. Uh, it is one of the worst transfers of all time. So j- shout out. I don't know what your name is, uh, but <laughs> shout out. You're a genius. Wow, look at that. Get
0: respect to a guy. You know, if he, I'm sure he's listening, we'll find him. 100. We'll percent We'll find him. We'll get him on. Get his NBA takes. I'm sure Owen wants something on. Uh, HM5. You HM5. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you want a piece of that for sure. <laughs> totally. Even holding the take in, just respect to you. Yeah.
2: For my genius this week, I got Joe West. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know, Joe West is an umpire, or I guess was an umpire in MLB. Uh, I think he's retired at this point. um But he's a genius this week because, in his retirement, he has decided the next step he's i'm sure took cues from our show and he decided he's gonna he's like next step i need to fire up a podcast mm. so joe west starting may 2nd he's dropping the joe west podcast oh um, that's baby. a sick name <laughs> yeah the that's joe original. west podcast it'll be hosted by a member of the st louis cardinals broadcast team his name is mike claiborne and it will take a look uh, at the life and career of cowboy joe west let's so, go about the podcast he said i he, here's the quote he had he said i hope the audience will find my experiences and the people i crossed paths with over the last 44 years as interesting as i have i look forward to oh, sharing my stories and talking with old friends about the game we love so i i mean i'm fired up because joe west like from everything i've heard he, like everything i've seen he's a horrible umpire like i i don't like it. the guy as an umpire he's made some horrible calls he's almost as bad as angel hernandez in my opinion but like every player loves the guy like He's heard, like, every story I've read about him is, like, players will, like, go out to eat with him all the time and, like, get steaks with Joe West. Let's go. So he's a genius because, like, this is a great idea. I want to hear what Joe West has to say about, like, not just baseball. Like, I want his takes on, like, politics. Like, I want him to talk about, like, the AFC East and, like, the Patriots. Like, I want mm. everything. Jo- Joe <laughs> AFC West. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get,
0: get them to break it yeah. down where the Raiders going to finish this year. I as yeah. you were speaking, I typed in the Joe West podcast into Apple to maybe you know be an early subscriber to this, and all they're showing me is the West Wing thing. Which is about practical idealism. So I'm gonna wait a couple <laughs> yeah. days and then I'm gonna go back. May second. Yeah, May second. May second mm. is debuting. I yeah, thought yeah. it would drop. I thought maybe there'd it. be a trailer or something out that I could, you know, <laughs> listen
1: to a couple times beforehand. Maybe a little snack, a little promo. Yeah, not, but not, not, no, not, it's not maybe to be too yet. much. Yeah, this is pretty sick though because it's like <laughs> from what it sounds like is it's like a like a mini series almost. Mm. It, it doesn't feel uh. like it's gonna go on forever. So there's clearly an end date. So yeah, you know people right. are going to be in the streets being like yo, episode 5 drop. Like mm. did you did you yeah, hear the latest? Yeah. Like do you see how yeah. he likes his steaks? It's like a Netflix series. <laughs> yeah. No, uh-huh. yeah, it sounds sick though. I think I'm going to listen.
0: Oh, I will listen. We should do a listening party. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And May second correlates nicely into our vacation. So all the fans True. of this show just move on over to the Joe West podcast. Mm-hmm. We're, we're <laughs> we here. support that. Uh huh. It's like on tri- <laughs> yeah. on Twitch when you host another stream. That's what we're doing here. We're right. hosting the Joe West podcast on ours. Yeah. Anyway, my genius of the week this week is Dua Lipa. Now mm. people will know I'm a fan. Got my vote. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think you got my vote. You don't even have to say it. Yeah, uh-huh.
0: but I'll tell you what happened this week. She got my vote too. I don't know. I don't, any Okay, okay. Focus.
1: Real real talk. Okay. Well, we must we stay go. focused. Yeah. We're doing a podcast here. Come uh-huh. on. Yeah, uh-huh.
0: yeah. It's not as good as the Joe West, but we're trying. Anyway, another story with a football connection, but stay with me. Liverpool, Manchester City. Liverpool wins the game. It's a big game. They're going mm-hmm. to the finals because they've won this game. What happens? They start singing the song One Kiss by Dua Lipa. Now, Liverpool does. Liverpool Bro. does. They're fans. Wow. So if you look at the
1: video, great video, They're one kiss is all it takes. They're doing that, you know? Oh, my God. Liverpool, can I just say they're so sick? Because they also have the best song of You'll Never Walk Alone. Yeah, exactly. But continue, yeah. This is what I'm saying. So anyway, mm-hmm. I did some research into this. They played in a 2018
0: game, a final game, where she was doing the halftime. Well, not the halftime, whatever. She was performing at the event in 2018. <laughs> in Kiev anyway she played the song then. I think they lost the game, but like the players liked it or something. So they've kept this song in the back pocket. And whenever they win a big game, so it's not all the time, maybe once every six months, wow. they sing the song. They keep it in the back pocket wow. for the special occasions. Now, I know that there are victory songs in most sports. I understand that. If hockey, the Oilers play La Bamba when they win. The Kings play I Love LA. The Flames play Ring of Fire, right? Like there's, I bet mm-hmm. there's NBA, not probably not NFL. NFL's, you know, they're just, too cool just, for just that. Just get off the field Um, (laughs) nba i'm sure there's examples but what you need you could have a victory song but you definitely need a song that you save for like the big occasions like you clinch a playoff spot one kiss like big 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 moment you play the big song so respect this is like a visionary idea and a great song Mm -hmm. to choose this so it gets the people going this song gets them pumped up great song love Dua Lipa, love this idea, so I'm all fired up yeah. about this.
1: One Kiss is, like, one of the greatest summer songs of all oh. time. Like, holy crap, oh. it is so sick. Like, I saw a video of Pop Smoke singing it. Like, you know, you think he's, like, some tough guy. Not like, the song is so sick that literally anybody will sing it. Um, And and the fact Liverpool picked that song is great. So, and you have it, – it just makes the moment so much better. Like, you you win the title or something, you win a huge game, and you're like – I know what's coming on I next. Know what's Like, on. you look yes. over to your buddy, like your English bloke, and you're like, all right, here we go, right? Well, Australia. And- Australian. Yeah, maybe you went with your Australian buddy. And it just, oh, my God, that- that's got to be the greatest feeling. Yeah. Like, you start with we'll never walk alone, which, I mean, I'm not even a Liverpool fan, but it gives me goosebumps when I listen to it. And then you end on that kind of a note, banger. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. No, I'm 100%. Because it- it's like, I feel like – a lot of these songs are like classic songs, like maybe older ones, like maybe something like, like you, you're saying like La Bomba or maybe like Sweet Caroline or something, but this is like lit. Mm. Yeah. Like this is like a song that you could turn up to. And like being that it's like a kind of a special occasion song, you're not going to hear it all the time. So when it comes on, it's like, you know it's coming on for a good reason and you can like turn up. So this is like the this is a fantastic idea. Yeah. Like I think everybody should adopt this.
0: Like a win on Tuesday against the Pistons deserves a different song than like
1: clinching a spot in the finals. I'm
2: sorry. <laughs> yeah.
0: It just
1: does. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. and, and I agree with Jeez, Owen's take here. Idea. Nothing wrong with the modern song. Like I think it's fine. I think it's way too many of these teams are like and, and, you know, like Sweet Caroline's A Bang or La Bomba and Ring of Fire. But, like, I think they should yeah. also pivot. Like, there's nothing wrong with having maybe one more song. Like, you have an older song maybe, and you have a more modern song. So, when One Time comes on or One Kiss, <laughs> one time. holy smokes. One time, like, two, one one fire. Time. Somebody take that one. Take... See, I'm getting ideas already. Like, <laughs> So, I, I think it's a great idea. Yeah, i mean.
0: Well, this week we got the Manchester United guy. We got Dua Lipa. Yeah, yeah We yeah, got it doesn't matter. the Joe West podcast. Dua Lipa. Yeah, Dua. Uh, I had Joe West mm-hmm. pod, but congratulations, Dua. Or is Liverpool the genius, though, for picking it? Let's give it to Dua Lipa. Okay. Mm-hmm. She gets it for making the song. Yeah, yeah, I voted for Dua. I
2: didn't vote for Liverpool. Well, well, 100%. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh-huh. I want Bozo, to make it clear. Bozo of the week time. I'm, I'm okay with that clarification.
1: Um, Who'd you have? My Bozo of the week, and I couldn't wait to get this one off because I think we're going to have a fun time talking about it. Uh, my Bozo of the week, Garrett Cole. Um yes. I just can't get enough Garrett Cole content. The last couple of days, last couple of weeks has been so much fun. Another horrible start against the Tigers. Um and just reading this makes me laugh. He had to throw 46 pitches to get 2 outs in the second before leaving a 3-2 lead. <laughs> after the after the game, uh reporters asked him about his tough night. He had some unbelievable quotes. Uh he said I was trying to be too perfect. Mmm, <laughs> classic. You're too perfect and you throw 46 pitches. Um, I still thought I had enough in there to get the job done, though. Uh, mm-hmm. Ah, tough. Um, totally. And then... After that, also, another reporter asked him a question, um, and he said, uh, you know, what what were the emotions going through your head? Um, And he said uh, a lot of four-letter words, a lot of four-letter words. (laughs) Now, I don't swear on this podcast, so I'm not going to say what those four-letter words are, but I'm guessing, you know, it's the F word and the S word. So, um, Mm. didn't know Cole swears. (laughs) Decent guess. Um, So, it's tough to not have spider tack. Looks like it's making his life really bad. And to make matters worse... For the Yankees, he's owed $36 million over the next seven years. So, I'm going to be getting a lot of good Garrett Cole content. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Who spells their name G-E-R-I-T-T?
2: Yeah. Garrett. It's not (laughs) not a real name. Garrett does. (laughs) Garrett Cole does. (laughs) He, he, like, for as stupid as a name as it is, he looks like a Garrett.
0: He really does. And I have, you know, I know Garretts, and I like Garretts, you know? He's the most Garrett, though. But... G-E-R-I-T-T. You, hey,
2: you don't know a Garrett Yeah, so. I don't know a Gurit.
1: I know Garrett. I don't know a Gurit. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So he's my bozo because, yeah, that is that is just so tough. Like mm-hmm. 46 yeah. pitches. Um, and then to say I, th- I still think I had enough, uh, yeah, if you're going to throw like 400 pitches in the game. Yeah. Like, but, <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> he's going for the
2: 200-pitch complete gamer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay yeah Mine my, my bozo this week actually is also garrett cole in no a way.
0: way first time yeah, ever we've is. had a
2: sync. wow yeah so i also hate garrett cole hand up a uh, big reveal for the podcast i'm a garrett cole hater um but the reason he's a bozo this week um and it's not just him it's also the los angeles a's radio broadcast or the los angeles angels radio broadcast so there was a fake tweet um, prior to this game that Alex was talking All about right. by New York Porch Sports on Twitter that said, Garrett Cole promised an underprivileged school. <laughs> He'd donate 600 MacBooks if he went over two innings tonight. In the, Scots, the Yankees ace went 1.2. <laughs> <laughs> so this, they dropped this tweet and then the Los Angeles uh, Angels radio broadcast. <laughs> so they're they're calling the game, right? And there's a, <laughs> there's a break between pitches and they go, yeah, so uh you know, the game just finished in New York tonight. Um Garrett Cole actually promised an underprivileged tool. He donated six hundred MacBooks, but he only went one and two thirds. Very nice gesture. So they got they got ballsacked. Um got by ball-sacked. New York Port Sports. And I like this because not only is you know, it, it's mocking Derek Cole, which I love because I don't like the guy. Um, but Los Angeles angels uh radio broadcasts you know also got played too. another team that i'm not a fan of so yeah win-win
0: win-win for sure that's a classic yeah. right there The underprivileged <laughs> school get the laptops going that is so funny <laughs> um i feel like Garrett Cole wins by default so if you get two you just win it's never happened before it may never happen again mm. might not might not maybe a little foreshadowing there you just never know these days but Anyway, I'll just give you mine, short sequence, it's a nomination, I don't, Jacob, Joey, and Mike Merz, and I definitely got those wrong, I definitely got them wrong, Let's go. but let me tell you about them real quick, and I feel bad giving these people bozo of the week, because I bet they're nice people, but they're researchers, and the psychology department at the University of Groningen, Groningen, in the Netherlands, I'm I'm not up on the Netherlands. This, <laughs> se- this segment is going to be embarrassing for me with the name, so I'm I'm sorry. And that is okay. It is okay. But their music researchers is what they do. I've done a little bit of back search on them. And this week they announced the findings of their study and they have come to the conclusion that the type of the music, type of music, sorry, that you listen to affects the way you perceive the world. Now, is anybody going to argue against that? That seems like no. the most open and shut thing I've ever seen in my life. Obviously, I mean, Like, Bad Baby isn't going to change my worldview, right? But the good artists, of course they're going to change my worldview. That's what they're there for, you know? They're like Dulipa. Lipa. One kiss is all it takes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. So all I'm saying here is we didn't need to do this big old research project to figure this out. I think you won't find a person who disagrees with this out there. So I think this is open and shut, but low key genius of the week. Cause this is a good little
1: side hustle to just be like, Oh, this is the, you funded us for six months and this is our research. Here you go. Well, this so. is the classic, like I, I You're you're acting like you're doing something, some sort of work, so your boss doesn't fire you. So you're like, I got (laughs) a sick. (laughs) You're like, I'm doing some sick research, but it's actually a surprise. Like I don't want to tell you what it is, but it's really important. Um, and then you know you go to your boss and you're like, guess what we found? Yeah, (laughs) you tell him that. So yeah, Uh, yeah, Gary Cole gets an auto win. That's good that I get to vote for my own guy. I've never had that. Right? That's kind of a power move. Mm -hmm.
0: That is kind of a power move. I don't think anybody's ever voted for their own guy except for maybe once. Which, I think more people should start doing it. Yeah. yeah. Just like, just, I was we just have no winners. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. For their own just themselves. <laughs> yeah, pass it on. Um, no conclusive evidence.
1: Let's dive right into it. What do you have? Uh, my no conclusive evidence is short, but uh, it's kind of personal, maybe for others as well. Um, no conclusive evidence, it should just be illegal to broadcast NBA playoff games on NBA TV. No. Uh, yes. I just want to vomit it's when I see sports. that. I, I, it's literally like I don't even feel like I'm watching sports. Somehow, no matter what TV, and let me tell you, I don't cheap out on the TVs. No matter what TV I watch on, the like graphics are always so bad. It looks like I'm watching like 2004, like NBA finals. Like it looks like a disaster. The scoreboard's bad. The broadcasters are usually bad. The games mostly stink. Yeah, it's like the NBA TV curse. And I get it for regular season games. Like, I guess you can't fit it all on there. But, man, like, do the, play, like, the playoff games cannot be on NBA TV. Yeah. Like, no. it's
0: just such a bad programming network. I'm a huge Spurs fan. And in the 2018-19 season, no word of a lie, I w- did not have a lot going on. And I planned basically my entire life around the Spurs. And I watched probably... <laughs> Seventy-seven of the eighty-two games, front to back, and I was, and we made the seven seed, and we were playing the Denver Nuggets, and it was a seven-game series, and six of the games were on NBA TV, and it was the most unsatisfying, unrewarding thing in the world. Couldn't even get, I don't even Brian Anderson or Mike Breen on the call for one of my team's games. It's embarrassing. It sucks. It worsens the product.
1: It, it, It exactly. I think it takes away from the playoff hype. It
2: totally does. Like, when I watch the playoffs, I want to have, like, people I recognize. I don't want it to be some random, like, no-name. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: I don't need Byron Scott calling my playoff game. I really don't. (laughs) It is what it is. Oh, and you'll like this guest of the show, Cookie? He was very, uh-huh. very, very excited for the Grizzlies-Timberwolves game, too. He texted me about it at about 12 o'clock in the day to ask me if I was watching the <laughs> oh. game at 6. And I was like, yeah, like, oh, sure, I'll probably watch. And he was texting me his takes about it. He wanted to know what, what gambling he should do in this game. He was sending me a bunch of things the whole day about this game. And then at 6.10, I get a text, yo, how do I get NBA TV? So... <laughs> so he ended up missing the game which was which is definitely not what you like to see so sorry cook
2: did he get did he bet on it though
0: yeah he lost he like
2: he liked the wolves. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <Wow. Yeah>. <laughs> tough <laughs> tough <laughs> um go ahead okay I, yeah i'll do mine so my no conclusive evidence this week is short as well but i was watching um Just a clip from first take, and it was JJ Redick arguing with uh, Mad Dog about Bob Cousy Mm. versus Chris Paul's top five point cards. And I just have to say, it is the stupidest debate. Every time I see people talk about it, it's like so dumb to me Mm. because obviously anybody with a pair of eyes understands that Chris Paul is a much better player than Bob Cousy was, right? But at the same time, Bob Cousy was the best of his era, so like to argue as if it's like we're arguing apples and apples is i i just think it's so dumb phil you've had this take for a while so i want to give you some credit but thank you uh i don't think it makes any sense this is my i guess my greatest point is that it makes no sense to argue across eras like for, when, you're, when we're talking about the 60s and today that's just it makes no sense the arguments are always stupid and there's no point in really having them um there should be a cough where it's like Jordan, like when Jordan was drafted, or maybe a little bit earlier, like maybe Magic Larry Bird era, onward. Like you can compare those players, but anything before that, like they are they can be compared against themselves and nobody else. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. The only way you can judge people in my mind, I don't even think there's a GOAT. I think there's generational GOATs. Mm -hmm. I think like to say Mm -hmm. that Kareem couldn't have been the greatest of all time because like he played in like the 70s or something – Dude, you have more points and look at the only way you can compare people from between eras is their numbers in comparison to the players in their era and then the separation that's which is it. a poor way to go about it yeah even then it's an inexact science it, I, I completely agree with this there's just no way to do this debate and JJ Reddick going up there and saying that like yeah sure you're not wrong but that's not like an intelligent thing to say that's just like discrediting like people from the 60s like they shouldn't even like they shouldn't even be acknowledged like they,
1: they shouldn't even get their numbers retired it's like come on man yeah, yeah, I agree. It's, yeah. it's it's unfair, and I I think it's a completely different sport. Like, uh, like I don't yes. think you can say yeah. that basketball in the '60s was the same as it is in 2022. Like, it's it's they're to- two totally different things. So I think we should respect the guys that played in the '60s and and now. So and I think there should just be a cutoff. I guess I think 15 to 20 years. If you're not within like that time frame, you cannot be compared to each other. I think that's how they should go about it and yeah. stop comparing what was, you know, Michael Jordan better than Bob Cousy or, or whatever the hell. Like, it's just, it's an endless <laughs> <He> debate. <was. laughs> That's, you think so? That one I'm going with, yeah. It's, a, it's an endless, it's, it's just an endless debate. And I get it, you know, it's, it's for some people, I guess it's entertaining. Like, you know, it's, it's a talking point, but for me, it's just, I don't know, so much.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same way. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I no conclusive evidence this week? I'm deciding between two right now. I think I'm just going to go with the NFL draft this year. It kind of sucks.
2: I'm oh, not even going to lie 100%. this
0: is like wow. it, yeah like no like just like in terms of like a as a fan watching it's just a lot of d line like and a lot of o line and like yeah. you know there's not any quarterback drama and i love football mm-hmm. i love the draft but this is a tough one. And we get one of these every, like, 10 years to me. But it's like, I just have a tough time getting my getting my juices flowing about this, you know? And usually I'm, like, right into this. Like, think about this time last year, how many debates we were having about Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Zach oh, Wilson, yeah, Trevor wow. Lawrence. Smoke
2: screens. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Think about that. Like, the Niners trading up to three. This year is just so drab. I'm I'm not enjoying it. But it, I am very excited for the draft. Let me get that very clear. Anything <laughs> close to football, I'm in, but this is tough.
2: It is. Yeah, and I this think, is Yeah, go for it. I was gonna say this is giving like me shades of like twenty thirteen. I was oh, that's was the like, one yeah. Eric Dude, Fisher that was maybe the worst draft of my life. Eric Fisher, Luke Jokel, and then like E.J. Emanuel was like the first tough to board at like twenty-five.
0: <laughs> Dude, all these quarterbacks <laughs> like, are gonna suck, aren't they? Holy they
1: are. It's gonna be bad. The only bright spot I can pick out for this 2022 draft is the wide receivers. I think yep. that's actually it's a okay. pretty sick wide receiver class. So if you want to get pumped about something, I think you get pumped about that. But like I said, I mean, the, we're you know debating if Malik Willis is, you know, yeah. is he the next thing? Like I don't know. Like um, anytime you have to have that debate about a quarterback, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, and 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 the fact that people are being like, oh yeah, a quarterback is not going top ten you know it's probably not a great draft yeah. like you need you need those two to three quarterbacks that are like well there are these guys generational talents like where or, or they're going lottery those are always fun drafts but um yeah this one is lacking
2: yeah i will say though uh, like one thing that is making this interesting is like nobody knows what the jags are gonna do like that is if true. they could take like they could take like 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 Drake London first overall at this point, like nobody knows. So that's yeah. like kind of exciting.
0: I also like that. I was reading about the lions and how Dan Campbell was, uh, did you Oh, this was this? so good. Yeah. Yeah. They're sort of down to two. And one of them's Tavon Walker, who they might like more, but he has side interests like cryptocurrency and he he likes Nike a lot. And they just want a guy who's all in on football. I was like, that is one of the most perfect things I've ever heard. That is just poetic. I love it. I
1: literally injected into my veins. Yeah. We don't want him like doing anything else. Just football. Yeah. Uh-huh. Please don't have a life outside. Yeah. Uh-huh. You got a girlfriend?
0: Uh, Cut. Wow. Yeah. Off my draft board. Third round pick. <laughs>
1: Drink this glass of milk that in front you of you right now. Yeah, man, I got sacked for that. Oh yeah, that was tough. That was yeah. tough. When I what, what did I say? Desmond Ritter, uh, Ritter. Oh yeah, yeah. He's lactose intolerant, and I thought they actually made him drink milk at yeah, the draft was, interview. That was not the finest <laughs> moment. That, that was, was a tough. ballsack. I mean, it was so good though. I thought it was true. I felt mm. like his. I don't know. I thought he'd do it. He's but.
0: in a Tyson zone where anything he says can mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. construed as true, even if it's
2: fake. Yeah. I think we've all been ball sacked at one time or another on this show. I maybe not so, Phil, but yeah.
0: maybe not Phil. Phil's pretty good with his No, yeah. I definitely have been getting ball sacked a little more lately than I would like to admit. But whatever. It is what it is. Um little programming note. Next week, next week's show, which you would usually expect on Thursday morning next week's the NFL draft. So we're obviously just going to do Thursday night instead of Wednesday night so we can talk about the draft. Mm-hmm. I think that much is obvious. If the people didn't figure that out by now. I think they should have. Yeah. Yeah. Just so the people are aware. But for this episode, episode 99, very, very good. I'll give it a 10. And what I will say is, oh, actually, do you guys give it a 10 first? I'll give it a 10. This was a really, really fun episode. I had a good time. What I will say, right? Listen to what Alex just said. He said he had a good time. When the Oilers lost that game to the Jets, I was in the lowest of lows. But after an hour of talking to you guys, I was fine. Look at look at him from the start to now. This I'm is, glowing. This is why we do it right Let's here. The NBA. This is why we
1: play. Yeah, that's yeah. This yeah. is it. To put smile on people's faces. Your Let's face, go. Go. my Today. face, my face, anybody's face, fans' face, Owen's face. <laughs> Owen just gave a little half smile. We're still we're still waiting. Um, actually, I don't know. I think Owen might have had his moment too when the Jays just missed out by like. Half, like yeah, half yeah, a like half a game. I, I was in Chicago.
0: We didn't do a show that night. Ah, tough. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was
2: devastating. We're still waiting. This year we're we're though. Adam did his
1: <laughs> Adam did his with Algeria. Yeah. So I and guess the we're Cowboys. just waiting on and the Cowboys. So we're just waiting on Owen really. Yeah, he's the last holdout. It's not
0: don't worry, I'm not gonna do en- we're not gonna get another one of me this spring. Definitely not. Definitely not. It's no. not like I
1: live and die on playoff hockey. One of the stupidest So King's Oilers. Hopefully. <laughs> Can I just say it's just funny because Phil's very reserved. I've known Phil for a very long time. Most of the time when the Oilers are good, he's like, "Yeah, this like four zero sweep, like we're going to the cup." Like he's sending me like parade like maps. Of oh the yeah, parade I have the one stuff. picture. Yeah, he's he's traumatized from last year, so he's taking it easy. He's very. I'm like, so the Kings, he's like, "Oh, they're good, man," but we know they're not that good, dude. It's. I won't You're lie. You're taking it
0: slow and I respect it. I won't lie. Last year did some mental damage to me. I won't lie. I, I'd be lying if I said I wouldn't think about it sometimes. You <laughs> I've know? noticed. Yeah, it's tough, dude. But you know what? Like, At the end of the day, the sun's just going to hit the earth and we're all going to die one day. So mm-hmm. so none of this really matters. Yeah, exactly. That's how you got to look at this every mm-hmm. single day. That's how I feel. Um, again, another reminder to the people that we're going on a bit of a vacation. Yeah. Now the, the dates like of this vacation are still up in the air, mm-hmm. but I—if I had a guess, here's my guess. Yeah, show on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Show on Thursday night. Yeah. Maybe, maybe show on Sunday after that. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that could, uh, that could slip into the way into the vacation zone, and we could see that one go. But then after that, we're losing the Wednesday. We're losing the Sunday. Maybe, maybe we'll be back for the Wednesday after that. Maybe, maybe, not. maybe. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're being pretty lenient <laughs> about this wonder, what are you gonna do on the vacation buddy
2: i probably watch like the jays let's Hilarious. go out of playoff
1: <laughs> basketball hockey and oh, i guess someone's on hockey yet, but... dude the jays have a day gamer tomorrow
2: do they? yeah 11 o'clock you have to check it out i've been loving MLb tv too i've been like listening to the i listen to the radio yeah broadcast like the radio feed while i do some homework and uh get like no homework done it's sick
0: dude <laughs> i gave him the mlb tv password and he's uh let's go it's fire dude i'm telling you mlb tv for it 150 is. bucks isn't that bad
2: no it's not it's good i like it
0: <laughs> let's go that's what i like to hear all right well we'll talk to the people again on sunday episode 100 on sunday that's going to be hype again. Mm-hmm. Not doing anything. So if you're excited for the special show, we're just going to talk <laughs> some hoops. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs>
1: but have a good weekend, everybody. See you then.